0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.
1: Now, you'll remember this chat on the show last week. Well, I suppose I have three kids at home, two are teenagers, one is heading for 15, so I suppose I'm fairly well educated on it. I've actually had it in the house because my oldest lad, a few of them chipped in and bought it in Amazon, so we had two bottles in the house. And uh, I don't think any of us would be online looking for it again. Um, they got it from Amazon. But, like, it's phenomenal marketing, like, it's purely the power of marketing. Um, to me, I, you know, I wouldn't be in a hurry to get it again, but there has been phenomenal demand for it. But I suppose it's like supply and demand. If the supply isn't there, the demand is higher. And I think I speak for the vast majority of retailers. We would never sell a drink for €15 Euro that should be retailing for approximately anything between 250 and €3. Euro. Right, that's Podrick Brodrick of Brodrick's Bar in Croom, and it's the drink that's been described as tasting like perfume by Chef Gordon Ramsay, always known for his opinions. But the prime energy drink craze continues among children, including in Limerick, and videos have been circulating online as crowds rush to buy the drink, which could set you back between twelve to fourteen euro a bottle, or even more. And Brodrick's Spar in Croom were telling us last week that they've decided not to stock the drink, despite the huge demand. So to continue this discussion, we're joined now by Dr. Christina O'Connor, who's a lecturer in marketing at the Chemie Business School at the University of Limerick. Good morning to you, Christina. Good morning,
0: Joe. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. So why do you think this prime drink has sold so well? And were you at all surprised by it?
0: I think this is just one of those really fabulous um, examples of how um, a particular company that they, they describe themselves as an underdog has really fought against the typical bigger beverage companies out there and has done so in a really bold and potentially an aggressive format. So they're not the first company to bring an energy drink or a hydration drink to the market, but what they actually have done is that they repositioned our mindset in relation to what hydration and a sports drink looks like so they have made an impact um i don't think they're going to go away and i think what they've done they've done very well so from a marketing perspective just take a look at the product that they have the play on the name itself prime is of first importance or of the greatest relevance and they continue on with that lovely trend of like you know fun um, play use of words through their product descriptions and the various line extensions of the products they have as well as the bold colors and it's something like this as a marketer and, I, and, and I'm very particular about this when I walk into retail my research is very much in agri-food and, and drink and um, when you walk along a retail setting if a product stands out they've done their homework they're trying to be distinctive in what they are and who they are. So the brand personality of this particular product is potentially something that we haven't seen before. Mm. And it's why it's creating sort of this this new wave of, of excitement. And, and then the fact that they have
1: used these high-profile influencers, KSI and Logan Paul, involved yes. in launching and pushing the drink. How important is that from a marketing Yeah,
0: point look, of there's a really fine act this. I don't know if there's a formal leg approach to getting something like this right. However, there are certain ingredients that must be put into any marketing campaign if you're going to, you know, to compete for the bigger players in this field. It's very much uh, taken sort of these brand ambassadors, these faces, um, and they're like characterizations of the brand. They um, They basically represent what the brand is about. Now, whether we like it or not, we're sort of we're entering a very interesting culture where this need for strong, masculine, bold, confident, real image men are gathering the attention of of younger, um, you know, Consumers, younger, younger meals, and you can see that most recently through their promotion piece with UFC, which is Ultimate Fighting Championships, where they've become the official global sports drink of the mixed um, mixed martial arts, which is which we commonly associate with Colin McGregor. You can see that um, association; it's quite strong. You know, we've had this sort of um, interest in pace recently with Andrew Tate and his sort of. Social media following for young males and being sort of a role model, and believe it or not, the of this sort of—I believe this particular product is riding on the crest of this wave.
1: Right, and, and what's at the root of it, societally? You know, this—is it a lack of, I don't know, understanding of of where young men sit in society these days? Is that
0: what they're getting well, on I top think, of? I what? think there is something really interesting here. And, and I don't know whether, you know, this is potentially just, you know, as a marketer, you have to sit back. And look, there's great sensitivity involved when you're looking at the behavior of your consumer base. They are so promiscuous and they, you know, a <laughs> lack of attention span is absolutely there. However, they have seem to have tapped into a, 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 a very fanatical base um, you know, see when you're linked into mixed martial arts fan base, that's humongous. They actually have a reach between UFC and Prime alone they have 400 million social media followers, so that's humongous. Proportion of that are typically male. What's at the root of that? They're very um, enthusiastic, if not fanatical, about their sport their desire to look good, their desire, to, you know, to be the, the best man, sort of an extension of Gillette, but nearly on, on a 10 times um, play on, you know, the, the best a man can get. In fact, this is sort of taken it to another level. And also to take a look at who else they've linked up with another male sports. So Premier League, Arsenal, they were linked up with the NBM Motorsports. So they're tapping into this sort of male Dominated audience, and for the first time, you're seeing meals on the front cover um, promoting drinks, and young men can relate to them. Right.
1: We're chatting to Dr. Christina O'Connor, who's a lecturer in marketing at the Kemi Business School in UL. What about the old rule of thumb? I don't know if it even exists anymore that the product has to be right, and then you aggressively market it. And if the product isn't right, it won't work. But I mean, a lot of the criticism we're seeing even here on our own Facebook page is, what is this? It tastes awful. Um, You know, how could it possibly be selling at all, uh, not alone for, what, €15 plus?
0: Yes. So, the principle of marketing, one of the definitions would be that marketing is about knowing the customer so well that the product will sell itself. Yes, Gordon Ramsey says it tastes as bad as swallowing perfume, and I've heard colleagues say this. However, It's not just that. Think about the market this is going through. So hydration drinks, and for anybody in sport, typically they don't tend to to be the most, you know, tasteful or, you know, the nicest drinks you're going to get because it's not for the purpose of taste. It's for the purpose of function. If you take a look at their website, they say that they are the first to work on filling a void where, well, they say great taste, but meets function and potentially the consumer base Are looking at the function. So, what can make me, yeah, but what can make me, you know, Joe, I get that, but think about those that are in gyms. We have big, um, you know, sports gyms all over the country, personal trainers, we have CrossFit. Anybody who's engaged in that and invest, you know, train twice a day or you know several times a week, are very in- interested in looking at the hydration and the energy side. And there's two different, very distinct markets there. And no company is going to invest in a market that they can't, you know, compete in. And they are competing in two very separate, but for us as consumers, often muddied, um, use of the wording sports drinks versus energy drinks because they are different from those directions. Okay, and, and
1: so, actually there is a variation on the product with caffeine in it, isn't that right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, and they often, they have energy. Um, so they have those energy gels, uh, the, the paste that you have. So typically associated with athletes who will take, a, you know, an, an energy straw, as they have said on their website, where you consume that. When you're high intensity, uh, you need that quick fix, to, to get those electrolytes back into the body to help people again, whether you're competing, you know, you're cycling, if you're running, or, you know, you're doing a triathlon, etc that burns you up. Or if you're in the gym, or if you're doing a hard workout. So potentially the consumer base that are just buying this for trying out the taste will eventually go. However, there will be a core hardened market, target market audience there that will be primarily those that are athletes, high right. energy, the mixed martial arts, uh. And, and Christine, I
1: mean a lot of the work that you have done is real-time data purchasing, yeah. the analysis of it. And it looks at what people are actually buying, opposed to what they say they will buy, which yeah. is interesting. I mean, what have you found?
0: So, look, I only look at the real data. But for, for me to be able to assist a small business developing in a very challenging environment, I only tell them what consumers put in their basket because it is amazing. For any consumer walking into any retail setting because they're hit by promotions. They're hit potentially with the product not being on the shelf. So even though they go in to buy a particular product, there may be certain factors that inhibit them from purchasing. So that real time purchasing data is extremely valuable um, in the sense that it gives them the exact um, you know, amount that they're buying, what they're buying alongside one another, so also can dictate the meal occasion that they're buying this for, you can create collaborations, potentials for a company to say, okay, so they're buying strawberries, but they're not buying cream, so what are they buying strawberries with? They're buying strawberries with, you know, um, potentially to put on their cereal. So another way for the company to think about how their product is being consumed through the use of real-time data.
1: But, but sorry, does that mean then, for example, if, the, if people, is, someone is doing market research, you know, and, yes. and they are being asked about their intentions in a sort of opinion poll style, yes. that that and what you find when you look at real data of purchase, yes. that, that there is a big gap.
0: Well, there can be a, a, like a proper marketer will know the best way to ask questions so for me when you're asking a question it's always better after the event (laughs) what they bought and why they bought it You know, so it would be very silly to be sort of saying to people before you walk in, tell us what you're actually going to go in unless they're testing that at a first stage and a second stage and they're doing that as a comparison piece. So, yes, there will always be a gap between what people say they buy and what they're actually going to go on to buy. And we know that there has been a trend towards people sitting at night after a long day at work, children in bed, and they're scrolling through phones and absentmindedly purchasing products. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the time, if you had asked them at the start of the day, are you going to (laughs) buy something tonight that's going to cost 200 euro? They'd say, absolutely not. But, you know, the the, the circumstance which they're relaxing, they're scrolling, they see promotion, they have a time, you know, there's a time limit on that promotion. All of a sudden they're incentivized. Um, So... Back to your original question, there is a gap between those that say, you know, what, what you say you're going to buy and absolutely what it is that you actually do buy, unless you're a very confident person and you stick true to your word, But okay. I don't know if, if any one of us can say that.
1: Right. That's very interesting. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for talking to us about marketing in general and the marketing around this prime drink uh, particularly, and we look forward to continuing our conversation with you in the months ahead as well. That's Dr. Christina O'Connor, who's a lecturer in marketing at the Kemi Business School at the University of Limerick. More to come.
0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.